Thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis. And I'm his co-host, Alyssa. Yeah, well, let's welcome our guest today, uh, Mayor of Kaiser, Kathy Clark. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me here today. Oh, love to have you around. Love to have you around. Um, I think probably the best thing we could do is maybe you describe what it is you do. So. Well, I've had some very interesting opportunities to describe what it is to be a mayor, especially for a city in Oregon. Um, recently, I was in the show The Music Man, and mm. a couple of the young actors, when they found out that I was a real mayor versus the <laughs> actor who was uh, playing one of the characters in the show, asked me, what is that about? You know, what does a mayor do? And I said, a mayor is a leader of your local government, one of your neighbors who has chosen to serve in this capacity. The mayor takes time to really think through policies and um, how we use our resources to benefit not just themselves, not just their neighbors, not just a few people, but really has to think about and think forward for the entire community, has to work collaboratively with other people in the community, build relationships, have mentors and people that you can go to for advice. I said it's a job that um, is a tremendous privilege and honor to serve in that position. Mm. And And it pays really well in Kaiser. Yeah, in Oregon, actually. (laughs) Oh, okay. In Oregon, there are only three full-time paid mayors. Salem is not one of them either, by the way. Um, It is... By Portland, Beaverton, and Gresham. And then okay. there's other cities that have maybe a small stipend or some benefits. But by and large, out of the 241 cities in Oregon, the other 238 <laughs> um, of us are unpaid or nominally paid for wow. the work that we do, including our city councils. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. You had a question I think you are going to Yeah, ask. so I, you know, I did a little research. You know, you got to do some research before. And I found out you're from L.A. Is that true? That is absolutely true. That's born, awesome. Born and raised in Los Angeles. I was actually born in the city of Los Angeles. Nice. Uh, grew up uh, around the Southern California area. Graduated from Palos Verdes High School. Go see Kings. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to Northern California to the University of California at Davis for my undergraduate. And I... Uh, got a double major in biology and uh, wildlife and fisheries biology. Awesome. And then you moved here for the trees, right? Uh, <laughs> actually, I moved here for a job. Oh, there you go. Okay. So she I moved did here my... for the cash. Yeah. <laughs> we had plenty of trees. The other but... green, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got spoiled with all those wonderful trees and everything in Northern California. I loved um, uh, the beaches in Los Angeles. Um, I spent a lot of time at Manhattan, Hermosa, Redondo Beaches, and... Uh, Still love going back when I get an opportunity, but I got a chance to do my graduate work at Kansas State University. Go Wildcats! Okay. And um, uh, <laughs> it's in the city of Manhattan, Kansas, known as "quote the Little Apple." <laughs> and it's That's actually cute. on their signs as you drive um, on the interstate to Manhattan. It says the Little Apple. That's cute. It was a very interesting experience moving from California to Kansas. And one of my very important life lessons happened in that move. In California, growing up with a, uh, a Christian family, you know, rather uh, moderate uh, views politically mm-hmm. and, social- and socially, um, got an, on an aircraft in Sacramento, California, flew to Kansas City, Missouri, 
got off the plane, and I'd gone from a middle-of-the-road moderate to a left-leaning, bra-burning radical. (laughs) (laughs) And the only thing that changed was my zip code. Hmm. Life lesson. Labels are context, not content. And I have never forgotten that feeling, especially when I drove from Kansas City, which is far more metropolitan, by the way, Um, but uh, drove to Manhattan, and I thought, what am I doing here? All of us Californians on campus found each other within a matter of weeks right. <laughs> asking the same question. But culturally, it was very interesting. I learned a lot. It was a fabulous program hmm. uh, that I got to be involved with in the biology department there and earned my master's. But to recognize that we are who we are and what other people try to label us as or the category they try to put us into is mm. based on their cultural reality, right? not who you are. Yeah. And it's really, really important to keep that in mind when people are constantly coming at you going, well, you are thus and such. I had um, a relative tell me, well, um, you obviously are this, this, and this. And I said, uh, your binary bias is showing because apparently you believe that there's only two political points of view. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I got a news for you, yeah. sweet cheeks. There is a whole you know, spectrum, spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. of political labels, contexts, and so forth. Sure. That move was pivotal in making me who I am today. And mm-hmm. I bring that same recognition and open-mindedness to my work as mayor. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that was uh, that was in 1989. You moved here. I moved here in 1981. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and you've pretty much been here ever since. Uh, maybe moved to Kaiser in '89. I moved to, yeah, to Kaiser in '89. Yeah. 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 So. so I worked at Oregon State University. Uh, that's where I was hired to work at the veterinary school in the um, uh, parasitology laboratories as a research assistant. Wow. Um, it was very interesting work, and it was, uh, you know, working with large animals. And, you know, for an L.A. kid, uh, I went to an ag school, got my master's at an ag school, was working at an ag school. So, yeah, I got yeah. The, the whole gamut from the ultra-urban to the rural, which um, has been very helpful, especially when, during the fires when they needed help down at the large animal barns. Mm. You know, I, I won't do horses because I know better than that. <laughs> uh, but cows, sheep, goats, I'm good. Yeah. Let's go. That's awesome. <laughs> I was going to ask if you have any, like, opportunities to work and, like, kind of utilize your, your double degree, right, and your master's in, in biology and marine biology. Well, I do mm. um, in policy, because yeah. when I'm looking at um, at research, at uh, policy having to do with ecosystems, and mm. for me, transportation, by the way, is an ecosystem. It's mm. multifaceted. There's you've got different modes. You have different temporal uh, separation and so forth. So to me, uh, the work I do on transportation policy is very much aligned with mm. you know my background in environmental and um, wildlife and fisheries biology. Neat. Yeah. That's good. Um, uh, one question we like to ask most of our guests is uh, when you're looking back, when was the first time you think you saw yourself or realized yourself as a leader? Yeah. That, that's a real tough one because mm. I don't think it, I don't think you wake up one day and go, oh, I think I'm going to go do this. Right. I think God puts you in those situations where you begin to have those experiences. So mm-hmm. what I found is that whatever organization I was involved with, 
I gravitated toward taking a responsible role, mm-hmm. getting involved. And the big one, which is very pivotal for, for Kaiser, is show up. Right. Be there, be present, not only physically, but you know, with your whole self. So growing up in the church and serving in the church was very pivotal in mm. um, my development as a, not so much as a leader, but as a a person who to get things done right. with bringing people along in that effort. Yeah. So a leader isn't out there by themselves. You are helping convene people toward accomplishing a common goal. Mm. Yeah. That is what we do on city council, but that's what I was doing when I was teaching Sunday school. I got involved with the League of Women Voters mm. in Corvallis for uh, Benton County. That was also very pivotal because I met some amazing women leaders who were great mentors. And then I moved here to uh, Kaiser, and I had a chance to be in the Marion Polk League of Women Voters. And in the mid-90s, I was actually president of that league for Mm. a year. I got to meet some of the amazing women leaders, uh, former mayors of Salem, legislators, educators, whose names are on some of the local schools. Uh, Geraldine Hammond, I got to work with her. She's amazing. Uh, But so many of these amazing mentors and examples Mm. that I learned from, and they encouraged me. Yeah, you can do this. Well, we're doing it. Let's go. Let's do this. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what about uh, we, uh, as part of our staff and, and that, we take uh, gifts and personality strengths and weaknesses. We're constantly evaluating that stuff. I mean, one of the most oversimplified one is whether we see ourselves as an introvert or an extrovert. Do you see yourself as maybe leaning one way or the other? Oh, uh, My mom would tell you right out of the gate, I was always an extrovert. Yeah. I always made friends <laughs> with um, all the other kids at the park. Uh, we'd uh, take a walk down to the local grocery store, the bakery, and um, I would chat with the ladies there who would give me a cookie. So, yeah, I've always yeah. been an extrovert. <laughs> um, I do need my quiet time. Uh, we all have to have that time where we come apart mm-hmm. and come away, and I do that through writing. Uh-huh. So early on, I began to do a lot of story writing, and I'm actually a published uh, poet. Okay. That's awesome. So I did a lot of poetry writing, especially in college. I mean, that's a great place to relieve stress. <laughs> um, but so I need that time away, and I noticed that I will begin to withdraw and shut down. Like, okay, I need to, oh, kind of like a, a cow after a big meal. You need to ruminate on stuff. You mm. just got to kind of churn and mm. think and process. And then when all the pieces come together, it's like, all right, let's go. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um how about like uh, music? Is there a particular genre you like or uh, yeah, that type of thing? So um, I play violin in the middle school and high school and then uh, the university symphony. So wow. I love wow. classical music uh, tremendously. And uh, one of my favorite things that we did when I was an undergrad was I was part of the University of California Davis Symphony and we recorded the Berlioz Requiem Mass, oh. which took two symphony orchestras, us in Sacramento State, two uh, symphonic choirs, five brass choirs, and we recorded that thing. And wow. half of the orchestra, at least, were not music majors. We were doing it because we love music. Mm. Um, 
our uh, I think our conductor had a bet with somebody because he apparently won and he was the chair of the department the next year. So <laughs> good on him. That's awesome. There you uh, go. Yeah. So I love that. I love folk music. Um, I love the uh, the the folk rock uh, yeah. genres. Mm. And uh, I love a lot of the um, women singers, of course, Karen Carpenter, Barbara Streisand. Um, yeah. And I am known to uh, pick up a microphone at karaoke. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Sing Broadway tunes. Well, we <laughs> got awesome. karaoke two Fridays a, a month down here. So you'll have to come uh, check out uh, a time. We'll, we'll get uh, Mayor down here on a microphone. That'd hey, be good. Yeah. You got it. We, uh, of course, you know, we're big into music and media around here. Um, we help sponsor the uh, Salem Youth Symphony. And uh, we produce uh, video and, and stream all their concerts and all that stuff so yeah uh symphonies and choirs and all that stuff's a lot of fun a lot of fun yeah so well you know with the with the music programs we have here in the salem kaiser schools they're second to none yeah. and it's been fantastic to watch um our young folks you know just excel in music but it it does so much for you as a person it broadens um and uh, your mind and your spirit all comes together through that expression, and it's fantastic for um, that whole person development. And you just have make some lifelong friendships and relationships through that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, uh, you know, I think we're designed to uh, long for community, and we'll find community in in lots of different areas. You know, for sure, and music is one of those, and. Or statistically, what it does for the for the brain, and actually the people who are involved in music, your earnings over a lifetime, and you know, pretend um, average graduate percentage is higher in college if you played an instrument and did stuff. So yeah, it's good. We don't we won't bore our listeners with the statistics, but uh, <laughs> if if you're listening and your kid has a propensity to want to play instruments, then by all means encourage it, whether you are an athlete or not. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, it worked out well for us, a full-ride scholarship for our son, and uh, both of them are still playing and occasionally getting paid to do what they love to do. So it's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. How about uh, looking back to where you are now, What what's one of the biggest surprises in the industry, let's say, from city leadership maybe that you weren't thinking of or didn't see coming or, you know, something that, Yeah. Okay, well, we're not going to count these last two years because nobody saw that one sure. coming. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, eight years ago, all of a sudden, I'm the mayor of the city I live in. <laughs> Never saw that one coming. Uh, it was just something that over time, as I served as a city councilor, and uh, realized that there was an opportunity to continue to develop that work, to d- develop the regional relationships that Kaiser needs to be able to survive and thrive in this region, um, I began to see the possibility of my being able to serve in that role. So yeah. um, as Lori and I, Lori Christopher, the uh, fifth mayor of Kaiser, who served for an extraordinary yeah. 14 years yeah. um, as a mayor, 17 overall, um, I began to see the opportunity that may present itself that to go ahead and run and put my name in. But when I took that center seat, yeah, I felt very uh, much good to go. Okay, we, we've got a great team. We're going to keep moving forward. But there, you still have those moments of, explain to me how this happened again. <laughs> <laughs> One of the key things for Kaiser, because I hopefully most people know, but not necessarily, Kaiser just turned 40. Yeah. We are the second youngest city in Oregon. 
as such, we've been in the shadow from our very start in the shadow of Salem, and we still uh, share an urban growth boundary, which is a separate issue. But by and large, Kaiser had to become more than just, quote, not Salem. And that's pretty much how it started. We don't want to be Salem. We're going to kind of do our thing and just do. And you can even see in our mission statement, you know, just to provide, you know, the uh, basic minimum services um, in an efficient manner. Well, we need to take another look at that because we do much more than that. And we do it better than that. Um, But we had to stop being not Salem and become Kaiser. Yeah. And we have done that. We have a very distinctive culture, uh, community, a sense of involvement, a sense of responsibility. Pride, spirit, and volunteerism is not a motto. It is a way of life here. Mm -hmm. And we've embraced that. The people of our community embrace that. And then we become a regional partner with with Salem and our surrounding communities. So we're no longer that redheaded stepchild that nobody wants to talk to. Mm. We have taken our appropriate place as a leader in Marion County and our three-county region. That was important. And as an individual, you cannot exist as not something. Well, I'm not that, so therefore I'm okay. Right. You have to be someone. Yeah. You have to have a purpose towards something. Right. Not just, okay, I'm just not going to do all that bad stuff and I'm good to go. There's a parable about that, the, you know, the, the person who was um, healed of, a, a, of an evil spirit. And it's like, okay, all cleaned out, good to go, but didn't fill it with what was good. Right. And it came back 10 times worse. Right. You've got to be, you have to be just, you cannot just slough it off going, well, I'm not that, so I'm good to go. Yeah, and that even plays into like your concept earlier when you talked about the binary point of view. If it's if it's this or this, and so if you say I'm not that, then that kind of insinuates that there's only one other thing. But if you got to choose something, let's say it's in that spectrum, or if it comes down to like Kaiser choosing to be its own identity, choosing something rather than not associating with something else. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's good advice as individuals, right? That um, find you know find your identity, walk, walk in that. Right. And uh, it's certainly more fulfilling in, in all those things, as well as I think you'll you'll stumble less, you know, than just mm-hmm. constantly trying to be somebody you're not. Yeah. So that's good. Um, how about uh, so you and your husband, what what stuff that you guys like doing for fun, like on a free weekend or, you know, I'm sorry, a what? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a concept that maybe you and I know or don't know much yeah. of, but yeah, yeah. Okay, let's take it to an evening. Or <laughs> You have to plan. You have to yeah. make that time. So what we do like to do is we, we like to go uh, sing karaoke with friends. Yeah. Um, we do like to... Um, take short trips and discover places that maybe are a little off the beaten path. And so we're actually being much more intentional about that right now since I officially retired from my state job Mm -hmm. at the end of August uh, in 22, although I didn't make it out the door and I'm back on contract. (laughs) I'm working on it. Yeah, Uh, We have actually taken some short trips to just go discover some um, places we hadn't seen before and were right under our noses. Mm. We just didn't know. And it's been absolutely delightful. We've had so much fun doing that. Uh, and it doesn't take a whole lot of um, advanced planning. Yep. You just get online and go, huh, I didn't know that was there. Let's go see. Yeah. A little bit of an adventurous spirit and have some fun. That's cool. That's awesome. I'm, I like architecture a lot. And so sometimes it's it's like you're saying, it was right there the whole time. I'll be driving, taking a road I didn't expect to be taking. And then you see like this beautiful building and it's like, 
I didn't know that that was there. And so then I like screenshot my Google Maps because I'm on my way somewhere. And then I come back to it. So it's kind of fun. Hmm. We did that um, this last October. We were in the Midwest for my niece's wedding. And so we explored some of the old buildings in um, the western part of Iowa Hmm. where we went to go visit some family. And this uh, wonderful old uh, building that they'd converted to their public library, some of the old farm homes that had been um, renovated. So it was just fun to kind of explore some of those uh, little places that don't have a big placard in front. But it was fun to just go explore and discover and enjoy that time. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, Another question we like to ask most everybody on our show is, uh, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. And so um, what is one of the better ideas that you've ripped off and applied uh, in your in your tenure at the different positions you've had? I know that, uh, you know, uh, cut and paste and duplicate is uh, is a good thing that we do around here. You got a good idea. Why not share it? But uh, yeah. So what's an idea that you think you're like, oh, I should use that, you know? So, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a matter of um, listening to other people's really good ideas and go, you know what, I think I'm going to try that. So um, it's no secret to anybody who's known me for more than five minutes that I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Mm. And um, I always loved uh, the attitude of Spock of there are always alternatives. Mm. So when you come up against against that, that, uh, that binary yes, no, up, down, on, off, there are always alternatives. Explore. Mm-hmm. Ask the question. Follow up. I don't know means that you have not finished your work. It means I better go find out. Mm. Google's one of my best friends. It makes me look really smart. <laughs> but, you know, there are always alternatives. Explore those opportunities. Um, the others, um, there was a tremendous opportunity when I began work on the homeless initiative. Mm, yeah. And there was a leader of a local um, nonprofit. And uh, as we just slugged our way through, just trying to understand and wrap our minds around what do we need to do collaboratively as a community to address the complex needs of our fellow human beings, um, there was a number of conversations that kind of kept circling, and finally the leader of one organization said, look, stop trying to make us what we're not. Boom. Right. That was fantastic because yeah. everybody, well, you do this, therefore I am going to assume that you do all these other tasks as well. They're not equipped to do that, and that wasn't in their wheelhouse. And they got tired of hearing it. Well, you can do it. You can do it. It's like, no we can't. Mm. I thought that was incredibly profound because when you try to take on things that you are not equipped to do, number one, you don't do them well. Number two, you're taking away the opportunity for those who do do it well to step up. Yeah. So stay in your lane, reach out to the people across the lanes and build the relationships, build the network. And at that moment, that clicked in my brain, and that has been the foundation of the evolution from the Homeless Initiative mm. to the Homeless Alliance that we have today. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we've got so many uh, great uh, nonprofit organizations and deeply committed people to the community in Salem-Kaiser. It's it's certainly a, a fun place to try to lock arms and, and move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as we come closer to the end, is there anything that uh, was on your mind? Maybe we want to, uh, you know, a quick second to share. Um, 
anything? Oh, I appreciate that opportunity, but you know you're putting a microphone in front of a politician, so that could be really dangerous. <laughs> right up there next to pastors, like, yeah, how much time you got? No. So yeah. she pulls out like a big book and starts yeah. like, okay, yeah. so we're going <laughs> to read through. Well, maybe we'll have to save that for a uh, next time around. Well, uh, I've, got, uh, yeah. I've okay. actually got yep. my three little, three little elevator speech. Okay. Uh, one is, as I'm mentoring those who want to uh, seek service in public office, is number one. Be who you are. That goes back to what I was just saying about don't try to be somebody you're not. Don't try to do a job that you're not skilled at, but find those alliances. Know who you are. Discover who you are and be comfortable with who you are because there's plenty of people who are going to tell you what to be and how to act and what to do. And they're not necessarily going to be working in your best interest Mm -hmm. or the best interest of your mission. Number two, surround yourself with, um, with mentors. You know, with good advisors. In the Bible, it says there is safety in an abundance of advisors. That cannot be overemphasized. Build those relationships. Know who you can call. Going, I have an idea. I need to bounce it off you. I've got a problem. I don't know what to do. We have right. a mayor's coalition uh, for Marion Polk Yam Hill. We can all call each other. This yep. is what I'm up against. Um, have you had to deal with that? That's huge. Always have very, very good mentors. And uh, number three is not only know yourself, but be true to yourself. We are all called to, we're pushed to compromise, to uh, take the shortcut, to do the easy thing. Right. It never, ever pays off. And be true to who you are. At the end of the day, if it's no longer a good fit where you're trying to serve, then God's moving you someplace else. Mm. And take the hint and move on to that space. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. What a beautiful way to end our time. Yeah. That's awesome. Kathy, thanks for joining us. Um, to our listeners, if you want to listen to more of our podcasts, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to other podcasts. And you can listen to our episodes air every Saturday at 11 a.m. on KSLM. Thanks for listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring.